0: welcome everybody to another week of the soccer thread podcast um, dan is obviously not available um, we won't get into why we'll just leave <laughs> it leave it up to the uh, to the listeners um if there's no Dan, that means that there is, unfortunately, no cute baby uh, or toddler to give us a, a good intro. Um, yeah, call, the, but call I will the baby t- to his face and see what happens. <laughs> I'll toss it to, uh, uh, you know, cute in his own right, um, to fill those those massive shoes of the toddler. Keevan! We got Keevan on the pod! Hello! Yeah, there's... I'm not even going to attempt to... to uh,
1: to be just as good as the intro last week. That was, that was phenomenal. <laughs> uh, so much that I, I texted Cliff like separately and I rarely text Cliff. I think the last time I texted Cliff was during our Vegas trip. So it's been a few months, <laughs> but I texted him that the intro to, uh, the intro to last week's pod was amazing as well as the, uh, incorporating some, the music as well. So I'll try to find a way to bring up some odd, uh, music analogy that way we can get cliff <laughs> to show off his skills again
2: when when we submit cliff for you know whatever the the oscars of podcast is last week's episode is definitely going to be the episode that we submit aren't they like the webbies or something sure the the dundies,
0: the dundies. Uh, <laughs> you are you are hearing mike um
2: give us homework uh mike in minneapolis um Guys, I had I had a really um spiritual moment last night and I have a, a, a question for you. Um and this isn't just because Kevin kind of looks like Jesus right now. Um, but have either of you ever met <laughs> And an, it's Sunday. Have either of you ever met an angel? Like a real angel, not like, oh, I met my wife and she's great or I've got a kid and the kid's great, but like a real angel. Because I mean, I've I've taught students called Angel. Okay. That's that's something. That's I don't that think that's like quite a real what angel. I'm getting met. Kevin. No. No. I I hadn't either until last night.
1: <laughs> Maybe if you can but, like can you so like an angel like are we just, just let, like there like the aura around someone when you meet them and it's just, like it just, just someone who
2: who they they just come into your life, uh they perform you know a mitzvah of some sort and then they just float away. Uh, last night I was uh I was sitting in my car. Uh, My wife was was in a shop. I decided not to go in because, you know, minimize COVID interaction, what have you. And um, unfortunately, I I turned off the car, forgot to turn off the headlights. Battery dies. So it's, you know, Mm. it's getting cold. It's getting dark. I asked a bunch of people if they have jumpers. Nobody's got jumpers. We're trying to call AAA. AAA is not having it. Then all of a sudden, this angel shows up. This guy, he was in his home he looked out the window and just saw that my hood was up. Just walks out of his home and is like, oh, you need jumpers? Okay, let me just pull around with my car and jump your car. And um, it incredible. It was incredible. And then he just he just floated away. Um, and <laughs> I, I feel touched. I, I believe there was a show, wasn't there a show, Touched by an Angel?
0: Uh, touched by an Angel. Cliff, at this point, I think at the start of the story, I think you can start fading in. In the arms of an angel.
1: This is such a different part of that Dan What if? What if God was one of us?
2: That's another one too. Um, but yeah, it's just really, you know, we live in in pretty horrible times, and um, this was just an angel, or at the very least, a human uh, with angel-like tendencies, just really doing me a solid. That's so. That's amazing. Shout out to that that actually.
0: This is, that that actually, uh, actually, I have a question that uh, is not on the run order, but um, since this is a soccer pod, uh, let's ask this question. Can we name some soccer players that are inherently angelic? Like, who is going to come with jumper cables uh, in the Premier League? I mean, obviously, Juan Juan Mata. Yep. This man Uh, also was very short, just like Juan Mata.
2: So... (laughs) Was it Juan Mata? It did not look like Juan Mata. I think he might so have actually been shorter, shorter than Juan Mata. I think um, a, a, a a a, a a a
1: Encolo Conte kind of pops out to me for that. I, he, he does yes, the hard work so on sure. the field, so I think he
2: carries that into his, regu- his uh, regular life too. So Sadio Mane, 100%. coming. He probably will just buy you a new car. He'll be like, for I sure. don't want you to have to worry about this battery ever dying again, so I'm just going to buy you a new car. Marcus Rashford's currently doing the oh angelic God. work and feeding yes. the children so Jesus can we he'll, just he'll just a
0: moment go ahead, to like Mike, re- go
2: off. just a, a moment to recognize like what an incredible person Marcus Rashford is like he is an angel he, he is an angel he scored a Champions League hat trick this week I believe and then after the game went and volunteered uh to give food to kids who didn't have food I mean just like oh what a man amazing what like an, you, absolutely
1: he's using so many different like his twitter handle to yep. track down restaurants to, for the food and like he's yep. just taking it he's it's not it's not one of those things where he's just like called up his publicist and was like hey i want like this is what i want to do make it happen like he's just yep. going out and actually doing it himself absolutely. and then scoring goals too which is always and helpful
0: doing it on the field and off the field uh one of my f- least favorite terms of uh, when any sports caster decides to describe uh, another athlete, not only is he a great player, but he's a great person. Yep. Um, Marcus Rashford definitely fulfills that. Uh, he's out there doing doing the Lord's work. Um, any other angelic football players? Uh, Juan Pablo Angel. He has Angel in his name.
2: Does that count? There we go. He scored so a lot I of like goals that. in the
1: MLS. MLS legend. Yeah.
2: I... We'll, we'll accept I forgot to ask Cliff. Maybe Cliff, go back forty-five seconds um, after you splice in the songs that that Kevin and Palmer uh, reference. Please splice, splice in Bodega Angels Boy. by Chance the Rapper as well.
0: Yo Chance! <laughs> uh, Yo Chance the Rapper! Hey, what's up? Chance! Hey! 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 Can you help me get in? No, I love my wife. I love my wife. Ah. Uh, okay. All right. See okay. you later. See you later. Oh, Stay positive. Okay. Bye. Positivity. Fuck. Yeah. Opposite of Angels in the in the football uh, world. Obviously Suarez, uh, Diego Costa. Um, Can we think of any other John Terry?
2: Who's the guy for Italy uh, who who uh, got Zidane sent off?
0: Oh gosh! Yep, that's right. That's right. Yep. The dark arts for sure. So what do you think? Does Zidane
1: go into that category, headbutting someone, or is that just like he's crazy? Listen,
2: angels are fallible too. Yep, angel of death maybe Zidane is just human Zidane is just human. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I think Zlatan has got to be I don't know if I don't know if uh, angel or devil is the right word here but he's he's definitely something he's definitely like, like a, a, he's a cautious, mischievous he's a titan. like what, what's
1: didn't the titans the, like the titans defeat like god uh, like gods and angels and he's that's just what he is
2: me I, <sighs> there, I feel like there's some some creatures from like greek mythology or something that are that are just mischievous and they're always just like, you know, messing stuff up. And that's, that's kind of Zlatan. I like that. I like that. Did
1: you see his goal like today or his goal or today or yesterday, The like flying kick that he had?
0: To... I think it was today, maybe this morning. Yeah. Still doing uh, it. The game winner. He's like the ageless one. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, uh, this week on uh, your Greek mythology and football, um slash that, music think,
1: playlist spot. There you go. That
0: that wraps that up. So um nice week, everybody. Thanks, Cliff. Uh <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> we have a lot of emails, thank God. Uh because we don't have much of a run order. Mike, uh
2: it's up to you now. Yep. Uh first email is from Raymond Orozco. Uh so the Classico, I guess was just last week. Maybe it was two weeks ago. I don't know. The classico happened fairly recently. Uh, sorry, El Clasico, I guess is the correct word or, or <laughs> phrase. Uh, Real Madrid beat Barcelona 3-1. Barcelona very much in crisis. Um, Sergio Des did start that game and I think played the whole game, which I think we, we've mentioned. Um, but Raymond Orozco got excited about El Clasico for, I'd say, bigger reasons than soccer, uh, which is the accompanying food, beverage, just atmosphere of of the game. He lists out, you know, just a bunch of foods and drinks and I'll just kind of go through them and, you know, Keevan or Palmer, if there's anything that, that, you know, gets you excited, let me know. Um, So this email got, got Raymond excited. (laughs) So uh, Raymond says he loves an aged Tempranillo from Rioja. Uh, He also loves a Spanish brandy, uh, you know, unfortunately two of our Wisconsinites are not here, but we know Keevan, a proud Wisconsinite still in the homeland. Uh, loves a bit of brandy oh yeah um brandy (laughs) old-fashioned and then uh raymond also notes you know you can also drink sangria any time of the day which is instructive um (laughs) i'll just i'll just say raymond i also love you know he mentions the reds and the whites uh i i love a a chocolate, uh a white wine so if you haven't checked that out uh strongly recommend you doing that for foods, he recommends that we go beyond you know your typical Spanish tapas and get into some canned seafood, some oysters, sardines, squid, octopus. You can do some wow. croquetas. You can do some Spanish tortilla, which is eggs, uh, not like a Mexican tortilla. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just 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 a lot of good stuff in there.
0: I am hungry and currently <laughs> counting my calories, so i I can't eat. I can't enjoy any of these things, but. This is an amazing, amazing list here. Yeah. He,
1: no, the brandy. Shout out brandy. I did actually have a brandy sour last night. I was drinking a couple <laughs> of those. So uh, to go on par with the Wisconsin. I think And he, he kind of also throws it in here, like almost the ingredients to like a paella. So uh, his, mm. his seafood, I think that's a good Spanish, uh, Spanish platter or, or thing that you can enjoy without classical as well. So I think he's, he's on the right track here.
0: Yep. I, I just like that Raymond is uh, he is moving way beyond AP husbanding or partnering um, because he's talking about being able to watch European soccer with a partner that maybe doesn't particularly like soccer. So he's blending his uh, enjoyment of soccer and, and making quality time out of this, cooking in the kitchen. Um, making themed meals to watch these soccer
2: games. I I like Raymond's hustle. I really like Raymond's hustle right here. Yep, yep. I mean, he goes on to say basically like, you know, don't just make this about a Spanish soccer game. Make it a a Spanish day. You know, you I can listen it. to some Spanish music. You can watch some Spanish movies. Um, a little bit of role playing. Yeah, he he says at the end of his email, he says, "I forgot to tell you guys when you're in the kitchen with your significant other." May I recommend playing some Julio Inglesias in his suave voice? I mean, <laughs> there you go. That's how uh, you do it. Part of me so think, I wonder if Raymond
1: even watched the game. It just the <laughs> experience is, is the food and being in
2: the kitchen. It's it's all about the atmosphere, and I think I think it's fair to say that what Raymond has done is create an excellent atmosphere that that anyone would enjoy, Absolutely. whether you like soccer or not.
1: Yeah, and I—I I mean, I gotta go. This, so if if we're gonna go like foods of the leagues, I think La Liga is up there, especially compared Oof. to Premier League's bangers and mash oh, yeah. or whatever right. dry food that they uh, they throw just out there. Just brown. So it, the yeah. food is just brown. He chose he chose the right right league to go with. Well yeah. done.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, Raymond Raymond shouts out Spanish food is not getting enough love in the U.S. And I could not agree more. Uh, love me some Spanish food
0: love a bit of tapas.
2: All right, next email. Man, it's a tough one to follow up on, but we got an email from George. Um, He says, I probably played the least amount of soccer of any of your listeners, but I got through four years before it became obvious that football, American football, was the sport better suited to his skill set. But in his time, he played on teams with two great names, the Muskies and the Manta Rays. Um, He would love for us to just kind of list off either... The favorite teams, uh, team names that we've played for as a kid. Or I guess it could be as an adult. Um, or just, I would just throw in there if you guys have any favorite team names of world soccer, uh, throw them out. Keith? Uh, go ahead, Keith. What, what you got, bud? Uh, one thing I've seen
1: a lot uh, in, a, in like over 30, 30s leagues now, which, is, uh, which I really enjoyed, was Manchester United. <laughs> I thought that was good. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of any other... I mean, adult leagues are always... I mean, there's always like uh, uh, drinking-related ones that are always good. I can't think of them right now, but Manchester Harry I, United was the first one that popped out uh, when I, I saw this email.
0: I played... Dan played on this team, and I played very briefly on this men's league team, uh, and their name was Slightly Fatter FC, which I really <laughs> liked. Um, I don't have any great... Or at least I can't remember a ton. Um, Like the teams that I played on when I like club teams were just I played for Arsenal and uh, Missoula Strikers. Um,
2: Just very lame. Not as good as Manta Race. I played my my first team that I played for the Muskies. Muskies is good. The first team I played for, uh, and I'll note for Cliff that this was before Wu Tang. This was in nineteen ninety. Early 90s. Uh, the Killer Bees? We're the Killer Bees, baby. Let's go. Killer, on the Swarm. Killer Bees on the Swarm. Um, <laughs> we had some up and down years, you know, as, as any team comprised of, you know, young children would likely have. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'd say our name was definitely the most feared.
1: Yeah, well, as they should be. And I don't know if for you guys growing up, but like in the Milwaukee, give you guys a little history of, of the Milwaukee soccer scene is that the Let's go. the clubs there and it's all the way from like U6 and even in the men's league that I play now Sunday league is it's all um has to do from like country so like me growing up I played for the Bavarians which was the, the German heritage like team but mm-hmm. we also have like uh, Croatians uh, Serbians and that's like that's the name of the
2: club is mm-hmm. Serbians mm-hmm. Croatians Serbians.
1: uh Polonia in there those Serbian uh,
2: versus Croatian games must have been feisty oh man
1: they get oh a <laughs> little mens league uh, history again there was <laughs> a couple of years ago in a semifinal uh, a game had to be canceled because police were called to the field between like you said between <laughs> Serbians and Croatians cuz like there was threats of violence yeah and like and and, and that's not all bad like when you I play the team I play for for the Milwaukee Kickers, which is kind of like a mixture of everything. Uh,
0: From games Komi, that Kickers was Kickers spelled with a Z? Please say yes. Oh no!
1: Oh, I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll throw that out to the next uh, team meeting if we can do that. <laughs> but um, those like Croatian games and Serbian games, like away games for them, are fun because it's like a community, like a whole neighborhood comes around and there's like mm-hmm. plenty of people there to watch there. Uh, cooking out for the game and whatnot some of the players are uh there's like locker rooms and stuff like that so it's 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 a cool experience and uh just i don't know exactly what kind of your guys scenes was growing up but the milwaukee one how it's like tied to different countries is is, was pretty cool
2: that that was not not our scene but that does sound sound cool not as cool as a team named killer bees though yeah that's true um you win you win (laughs) (laughs) it's all about me baby um just because Colin's not here and he would throw this in for his, his favorite team name. Uh, there's a team in Argentina. I think it's, oh man, Independiente, maybe Argentinos juniors that are called the rat Stavers. Uh, <laughs> I know Colin, Colin would bring that up. So, uh, I'll just make sure we get that in. So he doesn't, yeah, and
1: I enjoy like the wanderers. That's a cool, that's a cool name for English teams mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. It seems like they're just wandering around the field. I don't know if that's the best. <laughs> image with for a soccer team but it's a cool name. I like it. I like oh, the it. Oh
2: rovers. Rovers is good. Yep. Rovers is good too, yeah. Yep. Just sounds like somebody who's trying to find themselves. <laughs> um George also wants to give a shout out for the geography talk. He's a former geography major. Um and he's interested, you know I'm I'm just gonna keep the geography talk rolling because the listeners love it. Uh I mean why not? He wants to start a geography book club which to that George I say I'm always excited to read a geography book club he is reading a book uh, a classic in in the geography scene called crabgrass frontier uh which george i have to say i've read that one uh but let me know when you're done and then we can we can get this book club started maybe you know maybe <laughs> kevin will get involved maybe paul will get involved we'll get some converts in here mike i'm already in a book club with you <laughs> I, can, I can never have enough time with you ryan what can i say <laughs> next email jeff swick uh first he wants to say i miss you guys miss you too jeff love you miss you too jeff hope you're doing well um this is an aside last time i saw jeff he was doing a lot of baking so jeff if you're still baking send us some recipes you know we need something to do uh when we're not potting which is most of the time uh he says i really only started watching soccer on tv after college and wish i'd started sooner they seem obvious but two of the biggest things i've learned are one, how much players, player movement off the ball creates opportunities for both keeping the ball and scoring, and two, that it's okay to lose the ball off the dribble if you're in the attack in half and trying to create a scoring opportunity. I'd be interested to hear what you guys have learned the most from watching soccer. Individual skills, team tactics, coaching, what have you. Palmer, I'll, I'll throw this to you because, well, actually, I guess both of you guys have done, done a lot of coaching, um, but I'd be interested to hear, Palmer, kind of what your thoughts are from like a coaching standpoint and then if there are things you remember learning back in your playing days?
0: Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing is kind of similar to what, what Jeff is getting at here. Um, at least watching the professional game, it's, it's the use of space. Like you, you hear the talk of like splitting the field into thirds. So you got your defensive third, the middle third, and then the, and the uh, offensive third. And, it's really those games are really really played in those thirds. Like when you go to a professional game, you would be shocked at the the way that they're able to close space and make the field uh, feel smaller than it actually is. So a lot of the um, a lot of coaching and a lot of like tactics are talking about how do you make the field bigger, expand the field. Maybe use the flanks. How do you uh, make like, more of an expansive pass to to provide yourself room? Um, you know, uh, playing the ball backwards to play forward um, is another uh, coaching tip. Just because you can close space down so quickly, um, and that's that's something that you don't really get by watching soccer on um, on TV because they only kind of focus on a small portion of the field. But when you're when you're there live, which unfortunately we haven't been for a very long time, but when you do go back to a game, Jeff and and watch a game live, watch how small the field actually is and in the, in the space that they're actually playing in, uh, which is pretty incredible. Um, the way that they're able to move the ball and like uh, those little t- triangles um, are so so important. Um, things that you don't really pick up on uh, when you're watching on on uh, on TV. Palmer and Jeff really hit on
1: like all the points of any coaching course that i've been in where uh creating space like and how you utilize space and even how you're uh, disrupting the space of your opponent as well so i mean the big thing is like in defense you want to stay compressed uh, and and make sure it make it hard for your opponents to move the ball within or, or even and jeff touched on it making runs off the ball uh and then yeah, like you said, in near offensive third, that's where you take risks. That's where you, um, if you do lose the ball or you you dribble at someone and lose it, you have that whole field as a uh, cushion to come back to. Uh, and I think another thing is just, um, I think we even touched on this in a couple, pot the last pot I was on with you guys is that having like a style of play too, where um, and and it's really shifted recently. Actually, it's it's kind of cool to see the shift of of football where like a few years ago it was Pep's possession, Spain's winning the Euro and the the World Cup by just holding the ball and waiting for their opportunities to come. And then Leicester kind of, was that, 14, kind of throws this like wrench into it where it's a counterattack play where, yeah, you'll let a team have possession all they want. uh, But then once they get sucked into their offensive third and you can Turn that around and, and make it a counter attack play. Um, Leicester wins a title on it. Liverpool's executed it perfectly uh, as and like I think it all comes down just to a style play and everyone buying into that style. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has to be on that same page. If you're if you're if you're pressing in the offensive third, every single player has to be doing their role because if. If they, if they find that one person that because one player gets gets lazy and it isn't marking their space or their or whatever um, responsibility they have then that gets exploited and the whole thing falls apart so uh, it is kind of cool to see just the transition of style of play and even just looking at different teams that play differently
2: I mean I, I feel like one thing that my one of my coaches when I was uh a kid was like just, I mean, his whole life was the game and he would often talk about like, in soccer, even if you're the most talented player on a great team, you probably spend, you know, the vast majority of your time off the ball, whether that's, you know, moving to get open or, you know, moving to change space uh, offensively or defensively. And I feel like that was one thing that, you know, probably I should have done more of as a kid if I if I had wanted to be a better player is like. Just, you know, focusing on really specific things within the game as you're watching it.
0: Yeah, there's, uh, there's a, a good Portland Timbers podcast called More Sonic, which Dan and I listen to. And a lot of, uh, one of the guys uh, tends to complain about his personal life. Um, so uh, for that, it's good and entertaining. And then the other one, the other guy is actually quite good at like breaking down games And one of the things he always talks about is, uh, pressing keys. So like there's moments or there's specific passes that the other team makes that would be a key to this is when you should press. And this is when you shouldn't press or like, where are we on the field in terms of when to press and how to press and who presses and who goes, where, um, those are kind of fun things to think about. Um, at least, uh, you know, while you're watching the game or maybe post, uh, post game and thinking about like how to handle, how to analyze those games. So, um, yeah, there's a good question from Jeff.
2: Yeah. There's, there's like also so many people who do, you know, like analysis of individual players after games like online that, you know, if, if we were all like kids again and trying to, I mean, trying to, you know, become better. Like, I'm sure, you know, you could just say, all right, I'm going to, go on youtube and just look up whatever you know angola conte positioning and then just watch a 30 minute youtube video of somebody like dissecting his positions so it's kind of interesting to think about yep yep great stuff jeff um all right that's uh that's the emails soccer thread at gmail.com uh is where you can get at us Um, Let us know what book you want to read in the Geography Book Club with me and George Mm -hmm. and Keevan and maybe Palmer.
0: Hey, y'all. Cliff here. I'm trying to salvage this podcast. Uh, Mike's audio drops out uh, about here. So every time you hear the claps, uh, just assume that Mike was asking a really cutting and insightful question. Uh, and then just kind of make up whatever you want and listen to the response. Maybe
2: it'll be interesting. He's been complaining about that for a yeah. while.
0: Yeah, yeah this actually, I know, I know that we're, we'll talk about Liverpool uh, yesterday um, escaping with a victory, but there, that goal to win it was really created by some off-the-ball movement of both uh, Mane... Um, and then Shakiri played a pretty incredible pass to, uh, what's his name? Jota. Jota, Yeah. Um, and that was all just off the ball movement and, you know, passing moves. Um, it was a great, great team goal, um, with a really great finish, but really the pass and the movement was, was kind of the, the highlight of the, of the actual finish. Uh, Mike, you actually were going to say exactly what I was going to
1: say. It's, it's. It's very interesting. I was going to point this out to Jeff. Like, yeah, you see all those things that he learns, but like looking at a player and how they approach, and just even what, what they do without the ball, and even just like contrasting that with like, all right, well, uh, this game I'm going to watch Jordan Henderson or um, Willnaldum in the middle or or Conte. I'm um, seeing like how they're getting themselves in position. The difference between like when, Chelsea, when their team has the ball versus when they're in a defensive uh, positioning. And like how they're prepping their body or where they need to be, what they're reacting to based on their teammates, where you can contrast that with like a, yeah, like a Mane or a pool sick where they're going to be a little bit more offensive mining and minded and seeing them make those runs or uh, what are they like when they do track back on their defense on defense, are they still like, all right, well if we, when we get the ball, am I still going to be in a good position and just like following different players? It's really, it's a really kind of, it's a different way to, to view a game rather than just like all right, I'm going to follow the ball and to where this, wherever the ball goes, that's where my eyes go. But like picking a player and just like I'm going to watch him for the rest of the game can be a pretty cool yeah. eye opening experience.
0: <laughs> that would be all you all you have to do is, is search N'Golo Kante highlights and you'll get his positioning. But it's important to the game for sure. Like he is a, a huge, huge piece to, to the puzzle. Uh, of any team that he plays on so <laughs> yes yeah, so great stuff thank you for the emails um, providing most of the content for today uh, the next thing on our list let's let's start positive um, we're gonna we're gonna jump to Kievan here Liverpool with a, a big victory as previously mentioned uh, have jumped to the top of the table um, ahead of, Everton, um, Kevin. How are you feeling, and how is Everton feeling?
1: Uh, I'm not actually feeling all that great, just with the uh, defensive options that uh, Liverpool currently has, with Fabinho going down and VVD, and I even I even had a notification pop up where Jurgen Klopp uh, complained a little bit about pr- Premier League being con- too congested, which it's a very Mourinho-esque thing, and
0: <laughs> I don't know if he's laying foundations for he's, excuses, but... He's... he's Yeah, he's... that That's not... this He's definitely done this before. But, uh,
1: yeah. At, yeah, they're top of the table, but I can't complain. But at the same time, I just think this is going to be such a wonky season with the quick turnaround from the previous year, no fans and whatnot. Uh, so, I, I mean... Jota has been a, a phenomenal signing for for Liverpool, and I think he's. I mean, he's goal. He's like averaging almost a goal an appearance, and scoring late winners, which is just fun to see. Is I mean, who would have thought that they needed to get more firepower with already that front three they have? But uh, the defense is what defense is what worries with worries me. The fact that Henderson back is back uh, for his last few games, I think, is going to be a it makes a huge difference. Um, I think he was missed during that, uh, kind of slow end of last year and the beginning of this year, but, uh, they're top of the league and Everton is, I really w- wanted Colin to be on here because he's talking about Everton's depth. And I think that's might be their, uh, weakness. It was shown today with injuries and a bogus red card, uh, from the last game, but they did not look good. And is there a goalkeeper controversy too? I mean, is Everton falling apart?
0: Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I was I was going to say Colin. The reason why Colin is is not on the pod today is because he's making the trip back from Mars, which he currently was at, on, uh, and that's going to take some time. But uh, yeah, Everton definitely crashing back down to earth. Um let's talk a little bit more about this goalkeeper controversy uh Keith, explain. So Pickford got benched today.
1: Uh side mm-hmm. note he's my uh goalkeeper in in EPL fantasy so that was cool. Uh <laughs> <no> zero <laughs> points there. Uh so he gets surprise bench and um was it Robin Robin Olsen who uh, Ancelotti like bought right before the period, the uh, transfer period ends, gets the start. He actually played really well, even though they lost two. Why? But,
0: but why the bench? What happened?
1: I. I mean, I I haven't I haven't watched like Everton games as closely as Colin, so maybe he would be a better person to ask. I didn't think Pickford yeah. was playing that poorly, but the fact that Ancelotti brings in this goalkeeper last minute. Then Pickford gets benched. That's not a good sign. Uh, but, hey, what do I know? I To give a positive spin for Everton, I think... I mean, Ancelotti is such a good manager that I think they'll get out of this funk and they'll they still
0: have a chance. Uh, Did you mention they had another red card today? Say that again? Did Everton had another red card?
1: No, but um, I forget the guy who got her, the bogus red card against... Uh, it shouldn't have been a rent card, and he was suspended for okay. three games. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't get to play today. So without him, no Richarlson, uh no Rodriguez who well, are we gonna mention the Rodriguez injury? His testicular uh oh, I forget the na- the act- exact name, but uh that's why he didn't play today. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Uh I'll have to look up the official uh the official diagnosis.
0: Diagnosis?
1: Yeah. Huh. But he did not play today. Uh, so Everton
0: really in crisis? I,
1: sure. I don't, <laughs> I don't believe it, but... Uh, but yeah, I, the it's, QB... the I mean, not QB. The, the goalkeeper thing really throws me off. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, that is a little weird. It is a little weird. Yeah. I was going to say Mourinho. I was going to say Mourinho-esque, but um, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, Mike, is Everton in crisis? Are they okay? Or uh, are they going to win the league? <laughs> that's the goal, right? Safety. Yeah. So let's talk about this table real quick. Um at the top, Liverpool we've seen before. Everton in second. Do uh, you want to talk about third and fourth place? Southampton and Wolves um, on thirteen points. Chelsea at fit, on fifth on twelve points. Villa has uh, fallen a little bit, slipped a little bit on twelve points as well. They lose four to th- four to three to Southampton this morning um, with a game in hand. You're right. So Villa, so Villa is going to win the league this year. Uh, Spurs haven't played on eleven. My my uh, my bet back is down to um, eighteen dollars now. So I probably should have hit uh, bet back for Spurs winning the league. Um, this is this the wildest table we've seen in a in like a really long time.
1: I love it though. Keith,
0: what do you what what do you think of this table?
1: I I I absolutely love it. Uh, and I think Mike, you touched on it. I think just the schedule of it just has thrown. Like Sheffield, for example, like who would have saw that coming? How awful they yeah. are um mm-hmm. and and I think just like, and this is Palmer, you're not gonna like this, but like signings are actually like, like coming through and like performing,
0: which is weird, like yeah, that never happens this yeah, is like villa it.
1: like villa, they had a lot of big sign- or big quote unquote signings for them and they and they've worked out great uh, with, mm. um with um. Ali Watkins and Leeds is another example with Rodrigo coming in and he's played well and uh, they their defensive defensive uh, Robin Cock coming in like these signings are I think are making a like they're actually working and I think just this, the weird turn like small turnaround I don't know if that's just throwing another wrench in it uh, I think injuries might because of that short turnaround is going to play a bigger effect as the season wears on uh, and yeah. I think it's going to be whatever team shows the most most depth which unfor- unfortunately is most likely the teams with a little bit more money to spend um mm-hmm. that's kind of it's going to be a more of a grinded out season and there's going to be no like uh record breakers like liverpool last year
0: big time you know i don't i just don't see teams going on like huge runs of well all right so then uh if it's if it's a grinded out season. Uh kiev and mike give us some give us some predictions like which team what teams on on this table right now currently uh in the top you know uh let's say six or seven uh what teams can can grind it out and maybe surprise us with some sort of um you know higher higher finish than than predicted who's your, who's your team what's the surprise I think that's a that's a huge surprise for sure. That's a big surprise. Could they challenge for Europa? Yeah, you, but you don't bet on shit. Keevan, give us something to bet on. Wolves, Wolverhampton. That's and, I, I have that bet with Colin actually. Yeah, what's the bet? I think to I think to finish above where they finished last year.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: I'm gonna have to double. It check It helps that during that.
1: the international break they still all play together. So. That's one thing that's working in their favor, Uh, and and so one they have the quality and two uh, they have and I think you you kind of touched on this Mike like with this weird grinded out season it's gonna come down to managers a lot more than players I think I don't know if that makes sense but like yeah buying into their style like you said Bielsa everyone has bought into that style uh, and then like almost like a if when do injuries do happen or making quick adjustments, whether like in between games, if you're going from Champions League, like for example, Manchester United is like their Champions League form compared to their league form is like opposite mm-hmm. end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the manager like making those key decisions and putting in the right sub or uh, making the the adjustments. Depending on who they play against, is going to be a much bigger factor this year, uh, rather than like la- the previous year. Like Liverpool, I mean, don't get me wrong, Klopp's a great manager, but like he had a hell of a team to pick from when it comes to last year of the of when they made their big time run, and even Man City before that with Pep. I'm not taking anything away from like Pep or or Klopp, but uh, those are like regular seasons, and they have all these. Huge quality players. Uh and yeah. that's why I think kinda of yeah. Chelsea's not gonna like I don't get why Lampard get like thinks one, he's just like he's getting disrespected. Well you're getting disrespected because you haven't won anything, dude. Like and, and then they have these <laughs> they spent two hundred million dollars. I mean, and Chelsea look good, I think they'll threaten, but I just think at the end of the day, Lampard's not a good enough manager to get them over that hump.
0: Speaking of Chelsea, do we wanna spend any airtime talking about Pulisic and his possible injury. I like it. I'm the same way. Um, All right. I have come to the end of this run order. Um, Is there anything else that we would like to discuss? (laughs) (laughs) Does does that mean Mike didn't record? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well... This was a doomed pod. <laughs> all right. Well. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun chat. That was cool. Uh. I mean. All right. Well. That's <laughs> all right. Mine did that a couple weeks ago too. So. Uh. Uh. Yeah. You know, Keith. This, this is. Yeah. Now we're gonna miss out on some odd music. episodes, and Uh-oh. we still have issues. So um
1: well that was in the first 28 maybe we just cut it off after the after the intro yeah (laughs) yeah just cut it off emails might have been all emails those are good emails that's true hopefully at least we get the food the food although i i enjoyed jeff's email that was that was fun but i Oh shit! I wish we had that. Oh shit! on 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 tape. That would have been good. <laughs> Man, Cliff has some work ahead of him. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I, was, I say love Cliff, like just because you guys are all saying it. But this time, I love Cliff. Good luck, buddy pappa pappa a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a
2: So you're Palmer, okay. you're gonna host? I'll host. Unless Keevan wants to host. It'd be a shit show if
0: I did that.
1: <laughs> it's a hey, shit you, show anyway. Yeah, hey, I stay in yeah. the background. Like you say, <laughs> I just stay in the background until I'm asked a question.
2: We got Kevin, you watch three... more soccer than me and Palmer combined, so you're gonna need to That's true. step it up this episode.
0: All right, I'm That's ready. True. We, uh, we got three people that like to sit in the back of the class uh, <laughs> being forced to the front today, so it's going to be bad. Um, none of us did our reading. We're just going to bullshit. It's yep. going to be great. yep um, All right, hands up. Let's get this clap. Three, two, one...